Let's just for a few moments bow our heads and pray. Father, we ask that what we have just been singing will be true. The impact of your word in us and on us and in our lives, we ask that it might change us and transform us. Do that this morning, we pray, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone. It's uh, great to be with you again. My name is Ivor Cooper. I travel down from Leamington Spa uh, every so often to be with you here at Abbey. It's a great pleasure to be with you again. And you have the dubious privilege of um, seeing me on three consecutive Sunday mornings between now and Christmas. Um, was that a praise the Lord, somebody said? <laughs> oh, thank you. I'll pay you later. Uh, it's great to... To, to be with you, and um, I was asked to give some sort of overall theme for these three weeks as we're building up to uh, the incarnation, the, the Christmas story, and so we've chosen this title, Christmas Presents, a bit of play on words as you can see, not presents in the sense of presents that we'll get hopefully on Christmas morning, but uh, presents in being near to, being with, and I've decided to base what I have to say on a, a little booklet that I wrote some years ago, and uh, there'll be copies of these available for anyone who wants at the end. I'll leave them on the table over there next to some of the publicity for your Christmas programs, and don't get them mixed up with the little a 6 size cards, because they look very similar. Um, and it's called Christmas Presents, and uh, it deals with some of the reasons that the Bible gives us as to why Jesus Christ came including some of the things that came, some of the words that came from the mouth of Jesus as to his reason why he came. And so I've picked up on um, three of the themes that are in those little books and uh, turned it into this series over the next few weeks. Um, if you were to ask that question, why did Jesus come, and look at the passage that we had read to us just a few moments ago, if you've still got your Bibles open, um, have a look at John chapter 1. There's a number of reasons, plenty of reasons, in fact, given as to the purpose of Christ's coming there. He came to give us light, it says in verse 9. The true light that gives light to everyone was coming into the world. The idea there is of understanding, making things clear, where there's darkness, where there's confusion. Jesus Christ comes to bring clarity into that situation. He came, it says in verse 12, to give us the privilege to become the children of of God. It's one of the reasons why Jesus Christ came, to put us back into a relationship with him. He came in verse 17, and the contrast there is with what came through Moses. The law came through Moses, which was a good thing, but actually it brings us up short because we realize how far short of God's standards we fall when we look into the law of God. But not only did truth come with Jesus, but grace and truth came with Jesus. And so we can, in one sense, go, oh, that's good, because God understands my situation. And by ourselves, we cannot keep God's law. We need God's grace. We need God to do something in us and for us that we cannot do by ourselves. We certainly can't do it by trying to keep God's law. So there's plenty of reasons why Jesus Christ came, given to us in this chapter 1. But I want to concentrate on that verse 18. Let me read it to you again. What a bold statement, no one has ever seen God. But the one and only Son, who is himself God, 
and is in the closest relationship with the Father, has made him known. Why has Jesus Christ come? He has come to make God known. He has come to show us what God is like. Um, Years ago, when my children, who are now in their 30s, were in primary school and sort of ages 7, 8, and 9, when they broke up for Christmas, uh, to get them out of the way of what Angela, my wife, was doing in the house preparing for Christmas, I used to take them down to London for a day, a day trip to London. And we used to generally choose a museum to go to. And I remember one year we chose the Science Museum. Um, They're free these days. I, in fact, went to the Science Museum back in October. And it's a great way of um, spending time in London. It's just all the freebies that you can do in London. And the museums at the moment are free. I'm not sure if they were free in those days. But we went to the Science Museum. And they'd got a special exhibition on. And it was an exhibition of medical practices through the centuries. And they had got, at one end of time, a Roman military field hospital, full size, with mannequins set up, and it was particularly gruesome, which my kids particularly loved, (laughs) right through to a modern-day surgery um, operating theater, which was pristine and sterile, and uh, the contrast between the two was quite remarkable. And then, between this timeline, um, there were other practices through the years, medical procedures, mainly based on operating theatres. And um, some were just pictures, two-dimensional exhibits, but some were models. And there was one of about 150 years ago of a Victorian operating theatre that was like a doll's house. And I understood, the penny dropped, and I think I've got this right, I understood, oh, now I understand why it's called an operating theatre. Because it was like a theatre, a theatre in the round. And so there was this model with tiered seats all around in the centre, an operating theatre, and somebody's leg was being sawn off. But it was a a doll, sort of action man, Cindy Barbie style. (laughs) So it wasn't quite so gruesome. And I was looking down into this model of this uh, particular exhibit. My daughter, Jenny, I don't know where Kate was at the time, because I can only remember doing this with Jenny. My daughter, Jenny, was standing next to me, and she said, Dad, I can't see. So I picked her up. And so we were both looking down into this model of this operating theatre. And I was saying, oh, look, people used to pay to come and see this sort of thing. Imagine that. You know, she'll go for a pizza. She'll go to the cinema. No, let's go and watch an amputation. You know, um, well, after a few moments, not too long, because you know, she was about eight years old, I guess, and um, uh, there suddenly was a crowd of children around me. And I thought, oh, dear, they all want picking up now and, and showing. But no, they didn't, because they seemed to be getting what was going on. And for a moment, I couldn't understand why. And then it dawned on me, right in front of me, literally in front of my nose, there was a mirror at an angle. And reflected in the mirror was everything that was going on in this particular scene. You see, for hundreds of years, thousands of years, human beings have been getting almost spiritual hernias trying to understand what God is like. And we've come up with lots of wonderful ideas of what God is like. When God has given us a mirror, and that mirror is Jesus Christ, 
He came to show us what God is like. The Bible says this, that Jesus Christ is the visible image of the invisible God. We don't have to get spiritual cricks in the neck trying to understand what he's like. That's why God sent Jesus, to show us what God is like. And all we need to know about God's character and nature, about his standards, about his compassion, about his justice, can be seen in Jesus Christ. Jesus came to show us what God is like. And these verses go on to tell us something about what God shows us in his son, Jesus Christ. It says in verse 1 and verse 2 and the first part of verse 14 that Jesus Christ is the word of God. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. And then the first part of verse 14 says this, that the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. Jesus Christ is the word of God. I don't know if you've picked up in amongst all the Christmas trailers that we're getting on the television at the moment. They're also advertising some post-Christmas programs that are coming up. And The Apprentice is back. All right. (laughs) And it's got Alan Sugar. And Alan Sugar is wont, like many of us, I suppose, to um, trite sayings. And it's got one of his classic sayings as this trailer for the new series of The Apprentice that will be happening after Christmas, where he says, I believe that actions speak louder than words. Very profound, isn't it? Uh, It's trite, isn't it? But I guess it's trite because it's true, isn't it? We all believe, although we perhaps wouldn't like to say it, that actions speak louder than words. The incarnation is word. It is God's word in action. And he says, look, This is what I'm saying. Hear through your eyes as you see my son, Jesus Christ. Sometimes people say, God, why don't you say something? God, why don't you do something? Well, God has said something. He has done something. We hadn't ought to ignore the incredible statement that God has made in his son, Jesus Christ. Um, Eliza Doolittle, who's that flower seller in My Fair Lady. Um, the book was called Pygmalion. Do you, you know the story of the, the woman who was taken off the streets by a, a professor and uh, his doctor friend, and uh, they wanted to pass her off in high society. And they could dress her, all right, but her, her language, the way she spoke, was almost impossible. And so they tried to give her elocution lessons and to tell her how she should speak. And she gets to a point, it's not in the film, I don't believe it's in the play either, but it's certainly in the book, where she gets so frustrated with what she's hearing, she says this, I am tired of words, show me, she says. I'm tired of words, show me. Oh, the words that God has shown us in his son. What words, what a message, what a sermon. What a statement God has made in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the word of God. These verses go on to tell us that Jesus Christ is not only the word of God, but he is also the very presence of God, which is really the whole point of what I'm saying here. What does it say in the first part of verse 
14 again, the word became flesh and made his dwelling amongst us. He's the very presence of God. You know the story. I'm sure you've heard the story. I've probably even told it here on more than one occasion about the little boy who, who couldn't sleep. Um, perhaps he'd been watching Monsters, Inc. or something like this. And so he thought that his wardrobe was full of these great big furry things. And his mother kept on going in and trying to calm him down and assure him, but he wouldn't be assured. And eventually she took one of his teddies and said, here are teddies with you. And he was a pretty astute little lad. And he looked at his mom she said, and he said, Mom, I want someone with skin on their face. Jesus Christ is God with skin on his face. The very presence of God with us. God has lived here with us as one of us, understanding our frailties, appreciating our highs and our lows. Um, Not distant, not unsympathetic, but for many, not recognized. They didn't understand who it was they were dealing with. I heard a wonderful story earlier this year. It was a radio program where people were giving their experiences of um, things they regretted in their lives. And they uh, had on there a a man who was a journalist, and he told the story of how when he was um, a cub journalist on a newspaper in Edinburgh in Scotland, he was told by his editor, and this was in the mid-'90s, to go and do an interview with a woman who was just publishing a book. And so he met this woman, and he wasn't impressed with the woman, and he certainly wasn't impressed with the book, so much so that at the end of the interview, when she offered him a signed copy of her new book, he turned it down. He went back to the editor, and the editor said, how did it go? And said, oh, it's all right, but I don't think she'll make much. Um, She offered me a copy of the book, but I turned it down. I'll write something up. What was her name, said the editor. Oh, it was Joanne something. Joanne Rowling, but she likes to be called J.K. Rowling. And this guy had been offered a first edition of the Harry Potter series, which now is worth tens of thousands of pounds. He didn't realize who he was dealing with. Do we realize who we're dealing with when we talk about Jesus Christ? Hands that flung stars into space. Jesus Christ is the very presence of God with us. Let's not miss it. He came to his own. They did not recognize him. They did not understand who they were dealing with. So Jesus Christ is the word of God. Jesus Christ is the very presence of God. But also in that verse 14, we're told this, that Jesus Christ is the glory of God. The word became flesh and made his dwelling among us. We have seen his glory, the glory of the one and only Son who came from the Father, full of grace and truth. John, the writer here, is picking up on an experience that he had when he and a couple of the other followers of Jesus um, had a fantastic experience of the glory of Jesus Christ. It was when they went up on a mountain, and it's almost as if the curtain was pulled back, and something happened to Jesus. It was called the transfiguration. And they saw, they, they understood that This isn't just a carpenter from Nazareth. This isn't just some rabbi, some great teacher that we're impressed with. This is somebody very special indeed. And the glory of Jesus was seen by John and Peter and James. 
And then something else happened. Two others appeared on the scene. Moses and Elijah. Wow. Now to a Jewish mindset, those were key individuals, great men of old. They're there as well. For us, it would be like, uh, let's bring it right up today. It was like if Mandela and Mother Teresa turned up. Oh, wow, what greatness we have here. But then a voice speaks and says, this is my son. Listen to him. Yeah, Moses is great. Elijah is great. But listen to Jesus. He is the glory of God. There are many great people in this world. Now, I almost determined this morning to make this a Mandela-free zone. I, I rang my, uh, my daughter rang me yesterday, and I said, oh, have you heard that Mandela has died? <laughs> and she said, what did you want the newspapers to say? Man dies in Africa, and that's all. I said, yeah, that'll do for me. <laughs> now, I understand his greatness, and I heard an interview with former President Jimmy Carter on uh, Saturday morning, uh, yesterday morning, I think it was. And at the end of the interview, somebody said to Jimmy Carter, um, Nelson Mandela has been compared to Jesus. Do you think that's a fair comparison? He paused for a bit, and he said, no. He says, as a Christian, I believe that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. You can't compare anyone with Jesus Christ. And in a sense, that what was going on on the Mount of Transfiguration and what John is saying here, there are many great people, many people who have done wonderful things, many good people, but there is no one who is as glorious as Jesus Christ. He is the glory of God. Because Jesus is God's supreme revelation, and there is no one who is more glorious than him. So Jesus is what? Jesus Christ is the word of God. Jesus Christ is the presence of God. And Jesus Christ is the glory of God. God condensed to a form that we can understand, that we can connect with. We're going to finish with a, a short video called Christmas in a Nutshell. And I had a chat with a couple of people beforehand. I know these videos often do the rounds. And they've been seen by many. You may have seen this before, but it sums up some of the things that we've been considering this morning. Let's just watch this. Have we got sound and everything sorted over there, Alan? Great.
So, Jesus Christ, the Word of God, the presence of God, the glory of God. So, if you'd like a copy of the little booklet, Christmas Presents, I'll leave them on the table over there. You might want to take it yourself or take some to pass on to friends, neighbors, colleagues over this Christmas time. Let's close our eyes. Let's pray together. Father, thank you for the wonder of the incarnation. God in the flesh turning up in our neighborhood, becoming one of us to rescue us. Help us to understand these things. Help us to live in the good of them, we ask. In your Son's name, amen.